0: This is Wyman and Bob on Seattle Sports Station, powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio, streaming live on the Seattle Sports app and at seattlesports.com. Now, here are your hosts, Dave Wyman and Bob Stelton.
1: What do you guys laugh? I, ju- I just like how seriously you read the Aaron Rodgers uh, <laughs> story without even without even cracking a I think smile. It was four days
2: of darkness that got you. <laughs> There he is. Four days of darkness. Sounds the like darkness
0: a darkness retreat. Yeah, sounds like a movie uh, <laughs> line or title or something. My God, I like that. It's you know that he's got the option to leave at any time, but right now it's it's scheduled for four days. Four days of. Oh, he does have the option. Is that a yeah.
2: concern that Mark Schlereth brought up? We don't have to get into the, the detail of it again, but it's well, a curiosity. Why'd you, br- why'd you bring it up? Then? Well, it's a curiosity now <laughs> since he said that.
1: Yeah, he said. I, uh, yeah. You can't share? see.
2: You can't see a lot of what you're doing. It has something to do with going to the bathroom. All right. Yeah. There how, we go. Let's just
0: leave it there. How does he know when that visit is over? You know I don't like poop <laughs> talk, right? Yeah.
1: Uh, we know how you cringe at that. <laughs> he basically, yeah. He basically said, how, "How does he know when he's done?"
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I thought, yeah, that was. Uh, it's going to be an interesting four-day retreat.
1: If you said somebody was going to bring that up, that's on our show. Well, I think the the
2: answer is Marshall Earth,
0: or you or me yeah, mark first you you it's one and one a i mean that's there's a
2: reason is. we kept that in his open he, he is the jason Bourne of that uh, you know, I'm pooping. I'm pooping. Yeah, yeah that's
0: yeah. exactly right well, and, and it is i guess a fair question i don't know maybe aaron's going to document that he should film this and put it out on netflix just him sitting in the dark for four days we'll all watch Oh well, wait there, there See can't if be a
1: light or anything
0: yeah well they got those cameras that you can you can uh you know what? What are they called? See in the
1: dark, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, you're talking about the uh, the uh, yeah some sort of night, night vision. vision. Yeah, yeah. They've yeah. got cameras that can like green. that, so we can just watch him just sitting. I mean, yeah. Maybe maybe he'd start hallucinating. Then we could watch that and have a hoot.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that, this is why I mean,
1: why does he have to get so weird? And I think I feel like a lot of it he's he's doing it on purpose. It's kind of a show, a little bit. Uh, but you know, I don't know what that has to do with playing football. It really, I mean, you'd be better off watching film for four days. That's what that's what I would do. I'm going to lock myself in a room, and you know, figure out every intricacy of cover two. Okay, <laughs> you know, and I, I don't know. That that's just. I think he puts that stuff out there like to hey, look at me
0: and show that he's enlightened and yeah, well, he's, and also step above the common unwashed,
1: yeah. And you know how, like, I don't like Josh Rosen because the first thing he said was, you know, basically implying that he was meant for something bigger than football,
0: which is good because he's getting to it much quicker than anybody would have thought. That's <laughs> yeah, true,
1: but <laughs> like, I don't know, like, right now you should just concentrate on football, and I don't know, is that what he's trying to do? Kinda? He's trying
0: to come to a conclusion, where, where am I going with my my life, and my career. And four
1: days in the dark is going to bring you to that conclusion.
0: He's going to open the door into the sunlight and go, "Ah, Las Vegas. (laughs) It It came to me in a vision. It came to me in a vision. I saw Mark Davis's haircut. (laughs) I saw saw the Raiders logo. I saw my old buddy, Devontae Adams, and I heard the sounds of, uh, of, uh, you know, wheeling and dealing, cards being dealt and machines going off left and right, and I just said, it became clear. Vegas. This, Vegas.
1: This this is a good hypothetical question here. If Mar if uh, Aaron Rodgers if Aaron Rodgers said I will come and play for the Raiders, but the owner has to cut his hair
0: so he doesn't look like a jackass. Then I'd kind of like him again. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I would do you, do you think, like do you think Mark
0: Davis would do it? No. No, I think he's got an ego attached to that hair. He's taken such a beating about his haircut, and it's no stranger to him that I don't think he's gonna let somebody you Know, come in and bully him into doing something about it, even though he's really doing him a favor, <laughs> yeah. Right? See, if, if he, yeah, that would be funny. Like, how bad do you want me here? I want to play here, I can help this team, but that haircut's got a go, man. To, I need you to get an afro, <laughs> <laughs> a super tight oh. afro oh, boy on that face with an afro. I don't yeah. know which is worse. He's he's an odd looking dude, he's he's uh. He's a strange-looking fellow. But, okay, we'll see what's going on there. Meanwhile, we open the show taking a look at the – there's a long list of Seahawks free agents, and they're not all big names, certainly, and some of which there are a couple names that I hadn't even heard of before on this list. So Dave and I broke them down into three categories of these are guys you must keep. The the kind of And I, I looked at it as if this guy isn't back, it creates a problem. Like, all right, now what do you do? And then there was the next list of guys where you went – I like this guy. I'd like him back, but I don't think it alters their chances in the postseason if he's if he's not there. You know, my preference is that they're back, but okay, okay, they can they can survive without him. And mm. then there's the list. So we got through those two, and we differed. Pretty big. I mean, we had a lot of the same names, but you just had more in the must-stay list uh, than I did. But Well, we, long story short is that Bob, as a GM, is going to be spending lots of time signing free agents in right. the offseason. That's exactly right. Lots yeah. of lots. Well, of no, signings. I'd probably try to sign all those guys. But, you know, maybe they get better offers elsewhere. Maybe I can't. Again, just looking at them as, I want them back. But, if they go elsewhere for crazy money or something yeah we 're going to be okay without them, but my preference is to bring them back but the ones so we had those two lists the one list we didn 't get to was the one that said nah i 'm okay, good luck to you wherever you land, and I think we 've got a lot of the same names there, yeah, so probably the I would say the the poster boy
1: of of this category would be l j. Collier. Yeah, right. he's been my guy for a couple
0: years. Well, and I think <laughs> it,
1: it's not its not so much... Really, he is a person that I think um, it's not so much the way he played and everything. It was where he was drafted. He yeah, he was the first-round first pick round who pick. just
0: has been about as anonymous as you could hope for. I mean, there were times where I'd come in and, you know, we'd be talking about the game. I'd go, wait a minute, was, was Collier active? I mean, you just never heard his name called. You never heard in on a tackle even, or he just... He had no presence with the team. He just – it didn't work. Well, it just, a lot of times he would, uh, he would get – it would be a healthy scratch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there yeah. would, and, and then there would be times he was active and on the field, and I just didn't – flat out didn't notice him out there. So – which is not good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you want to hear the guy's name called or hear that he's in on a tackle or something. But he just – it just didn't work. Just didn't work. So we both have him. Artie Burns is another guy that came over that, I you know, they, there was some familiarity with uh, uh, Sean Desai, Right. Um, I don't re- even really remember seeing him on the field, to be honest. So he's another guy I looked at and said, yeah, okay, good luck to you. Artie Burns, yeah, never really saw him
1: or even got a chance to, you know, we were talking about Trey Brown, for example, you know, it's yeah. heard a lot and not around, but we saw him, you know, we we sort of noticed him at least, but Artie Burns, yeah, that just didn't work out for him.
0: Yeah, uh, the one that our biggest contention would be Austin Blythe. I just, I just thought he was – he was – I like talking to him. He's a really engaging guy, smart guy, just in terms – I felt like if we were pointing out weak links on the line, to me it was him and 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 probably Gabe Jackson, the two that, that most caught my eye during the year. It doesn't mean everybody's perfect and, you know, every other guy played brilliantly at all times and this guy didn't. But just in terms of how would I feel if they left? And he signed a one-year deal. He was just here for a year. Yeah, I'd be kind of surprised if they brought him back. I mean they'll, that'll tell the story of you know yeah. if I'm wrong or right if they they go out of their way to bring him back or if he just all right we tried that for a year we're gonna we're gonna look well, for another spot it also depends
1: on what you what you sign there I mean if you mm-hmm. sign a guy that's a Pro Bowl and by the way who one of the guys. Um, I'm gonna blank on his name. <laughs> the guy that's playing the center. Playing center for the Cleveland Browns now that was here. Ethan Posick. Oh, right, right. Yeah. I mean I saw a list the other day that he just had a you know, and I didn't honestly watch a lot of Cleveland Brown football, but they were just all over What? It. Yeah. I mean they were they were like this guy is like the one of the sleepers in the NFL. Like one of the best centers and he had the best year and this and that and you know, and I, I can't I think it was you know, it was some of the ex-football players or whatever. It was somebody like Buc- Bucky Brooks or something. So, you know, Ethan Posick, and, and he had size. Now, I think that's the the biggest thing, and that's kind of – I'm not sure where everybody got so sideways with Austin's Blythe because, yeah, super smart. I mean, if you listen to any of the mic'd up things of the control that he has on the field – you know, I think he's a little undersized, um, and I do think that there was a couple of times I saw him get manhandled. But, you know, he he doesn't, you know, it's kind of like Joey Hunt that you sort of have to live with that because you get such a understanding of the offense. Mm. And I think for him to be back and be solid, I think I put him in uh, that got to yeah. get him back. Yeah, so and I, look, if they go and get a guy like the way Ethan Posick is playing now, or you get some center out of the draft or something, okay, that that's an upgrade. But I think it's hard. I think it'll be hard to find an upgrade for him. So I, I like Austin Blythe, and uh, yeah, I thought he was. That was probably the biggest difference between us. But like I said, I you know I think offensive line play is so hard too. You know, you see a couple things and you go, oh, man, that's the this and that. You know, the the one, I would say, uh, example that stood out to me the most was Damian Lewis in his second year. That really was a time where you could see that he was confused. He was getting beat. You know, it was just so opposite of what he had done. But a lot of times you see, you know, uh, people that it looks like they get beat a player or, you know, it looks like uh, he he screwed up his assignment and then
0: it's like, well, actually the tight end was supposed to do this
1: and that. Right, but, right. same yeah. in
0: coverage. We do that with, you know, so-and-so got yeah. burned or how did, so you know, this was so-and-so's man. And, yeah, you know, as you always say, we don't know the rules in this yeah. particular setting. So, so
1: Blythe, uh, I thought, you know, uh, that's probably the biggest difference there. Um, the next one, Bruce Irvin, you know, I got to say uh, – I think he might be done. I mean, he's a great athlete and everything, but and when he came first came and he got he was getting sacks and stuff. But I thought the stuff that uh, that really sort of was negative that he had was the mental part of it. Mm -hmm. You know, like keeping force. Yeah, in that Ram game, I mean, that first drive there was like three plays where. He just didn't turn turn it back in, and so I don't know. And I, I love Bruce. I, I love how mature he is now, and what a great leader is. But I think I think he might be done.
0: Yeah, uh, most of the rest of our list matches. I've got a few more on mine than you do, but we both got Bruce. We both have Jonathan Abram. Uh, Justin Coleman was a big disappointment. I, I really I think we both were so excited about his return, based on who he was when he was here the first time. And then he goes and signs in Detroit for what at the time seemed like an exorbitant contract. And then, you know, because he really played well when he was here, the, yeah. he was just sort of a really, the first time. <laughs> yeah. The first time this time we, we talked about LJ being anonymous. He was kind of anonymous. That was another one where you go, wait, was Coleman active? Yeah. Was he playing? What what did they have him doing? He just, he I didn't have to be a nickel. Yeah. He just didn't have a presence. Yeah. He's another one where you go, okay, it didn't work. Good luck. Um, who else? Uh, so, Tony Jones, uh, Laquan Treadwell, Cody Thompson. Uh, see, I put Puna on this. I was really disappointed with, with Puna. And maybe it is just about the system that they're running doesn't fit him. But he, he just was kind of a non-factor to me this year. And I don't know. They they signed him to that extension. It didn't pay off, in my opinion. And I think if this is the defense they're going to run, he doesn't fit. It doesn't work with him. If, unless they alter it and they, they, all right, we're going back to a 4-3 and we're going to use him in this way. You're going to alter it to suit him? Okay, that's different. But if this is just working under what they've currently got, what they just ran last year, and we're going to, we're going to stick with it, to me, he doesn't fit. Yeah, well, first of all, they're not going to stick with it because
1: whatever they were doing was not right. So, I mean, they're, they're going to have to change that. There's no way you go back in there with that. Um, the other thing is, I thought he was much like Cody Barton. He went the way of the defense. When the defense was doing well, Puna was playing well. So, I, I, I think you know that's why you can bring him back, and I, I yeah, you know, I actually have him as a guy that you, you have to keep. To, you need to keep him. Yeah, yeah. Well, and look, a lot of this is I'm, I'm thinking more like a coach and a GM. Like you can't go out and sign thirty, you know, free agents. There's lots of there's thirty three guys here, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I feel like, yeah, they signed like. 10 or 11 last year, I think, mm-hmm. just off the top of my head, maybe 12. But you can't, you know, some of those guys are, uh, I don't know, I, I didn't want to throw away Pona just because of what happened defensively. And that's that's really, I thought, it was more a product of that than anything. One, one uh, guy that Moyer and I used to get a little bit uh, we would disagree on was Jonathan Abrams. Mm-hmm.
0: And you and I, I think, both have him on this list that – goodbye yeah he was first round pick for the raiders and yeah. was thought to be a star in the making and they did, they just let him go i mean it just yeah and you saw it on the field he i think i told you i was up in the press box story i can't remember which game it was but somebody up there was like they got to get him off the field they got to get him off the field it <laughs> just sort of just frustrated with whatever it was he wasn't doing out there
1: yeah there there was a couple of times where i thought i thought he got hooked one time and Moyer's like well the corner has to replace that and i'm like yeah, but still he doesn't have the awareness on the field. But So uh, he likes him. Yeah, well, he was defending him anyway, but he's a fellow safety, maybe oh. that was it. No, I think mm-hmm. there's there's probably something there. He was a first round draft choice. It just yeah. it just it went sideways for him. The one thing I remember about him is just off the top of my head that we were asking him about Christmas and he goes, I just wish I could find a, a store that's open on Christmas Day. Like uh. a convenience <laughs> store or something. <laughs> so I can shop for food. But mm-hmm. um but yeah, I mean I I thought you know, anytime you have a first round, I I think first rounders on the downside get judged much more harshly, and I guess that's saying the obvious. But I think you know, once the draft goes past for me, anyway, I don't care where somebody was drafted. Just how are, how are they going to play? It's always cool when it's a free agent mm-hmm. or a seventh rounder, or a sixth rounder, or a fifth rounder, like Brady, Tom Brady, but. You know, once once that goes by, I guess I don't really hold it against him. He's just another player, but I just don't think, you know, they, that they need him. But I, they might have a problem then at at safety and some of the interior guys because, you know, I also had um,
0: uh, Tease
1: Tabor not not making the team.
0: Yeah, I, I had him they, in my yeah. group of yeah. If you bring him back, that that'd be good, but he's not crucial to what they do. Uh, the other guys we had in common here: Carson Tinker. Xavier Crawford. Now, I I put the uh, Cullen Glaspia or whatever. Yeah. I I didn't even remember seeing him play. I just that was just purely for lack of familiarity. Never heard his name called. So, how crucial can he be? Uh, Daryl Johnson Jr. Where did you have him? Did you? I had him in this list. You did I believe? No. Yeah. No, I no, actually. You, you know what?
1: I have him in the linebacker group. Yeah. One of the things uh, too is they need depth at linebacker, and so you talk about like John Radigan um you know uh news so i mean I, I felt like those were those were guys that they got to keep but and then when we went to you know free agents from around the league i went with a couple of linebackers
0: yeah uh and then my last guy was penny hart i just feel like they've tried to really get him going in different spots and we just haven't seen it really materialize that it, it, it doesn't seem to have a regular role like looks like he could be a third receiver but then Freddie Swain was that guy for a while, and he was gone, and you thought it might be D.S. Gridge, and it doesn't appear to be him. And I don't know. Penny Hart just feels like a guy that they have. That Yeah, you can find moments where he does something well here or there, but these are guys – I feel like you could replace any of these guys. There's, there's every other team's going to be making decisions as well, so there'll be other, you know, linebackers and wide receivers and special teams guys available out there.
1: Well, I mean, if they have a 53 man roster, he's going to be like number 50, 51, 52, 53. So, and you know that uh, he, I think he means a lot to this team. He works hard. You know, he does lots of stuff in practice and plays, uh, you know, scout team quarterback and things like that. But he's never really developed into that contributor so yeah but i i have him uh as a nice you know if you can keep him but or no actually i had him yeah nice but not necessary
0: yeah so though that's that's kind of how we played it out and just by way of review our must retain was probably our biggest area of 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 uh, difference because I only had three names on mine. Bob's not going to be able to field a team. Yeah, it just—I <laughs> I think there'll be plenty of options at these different spots. It doesn't necessarily have to be the guy that was occupying that spot previously. There'll be other linebackers or whatever whatever spot we're talking about available out there. Uh, but just looking, you know, and the way I did it was looking at all right. If this guy leaves, that feels like ooh, that's a problem. What? Do, how do we find somebody to match what they did? That's yeah. that's sort of how I view those. Yeah. So I put Ryan Neal, we both agreed on that, put Geno Smith, we both agreed on that, and I put Phil Haynes just because I thought, I feel like he's no, observably better than than what we got out of Gabe Jackson. I don't know what they're going to do with Gabe Jackson. I feel like he's been a disappointment since he's been here. I like Phil Haynes a lot better. So, I, you know, that's just my opinion. We'll see what they do there, but he's somebody, you know, you need depth at that spot. You certainly need depth on the line. And and if he's not gonna start, which I think he should start ahead of Gabe Jackson, he's he's crucial to what they want to do there.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't think Gabe he might be done. You know. Um the, the one I think that was maybe the biggest uh difference is finding corners that can play, man, it, it's hard in the league. And you know, you had Michael Jackson who he had twelve passes broken up, he ended up scoring a touchdown on a blocked kick, he had a couple of uh key fumble recoveries, things like that. I also that guy sticks his face in there. That's, that's what I like about him. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think, I, I think he's, a, he's a guy that you, you want to get back because uh, it's just hard to find those guys. And with Trey Brown, we don't know exactly what's going to go on with him. And, you know, I, I just I thought he was really a great surprise last year, and I think he can turn into an even better. Because, you know, what, what he got this year, Michael Jackson, was um, a chance. I mean, he had been sitting behind pro bowlers for years, whether it was in Detroit, uh, the Cowboys... I think it was Jones that uh, he sat behind there, a couple of corners with the Patriots, Darius Slay with the Detroit. I remember asking him about it, and he was shaking his head like, man, I couldn't get on the field. I couldn't get a break mm. yeah. because, you know, these guys were all Pro Bowlers. So you got he finally got a chance. So, I mean, I feel like this is going to be kind of like his second year, even though it's like his fifth or sixth. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about him. I think he's... Yeah, you know, I, I hope to see them re- retain him. Like one of the first signings.
0: Yeah, he was in my next category of I'd like to see him back. But if they don't bring him back, I don't I don't know that it alters their their path, if you will. But just to finish out, so I had those three names for my. You got to bring these guys back. Your list is much deeper on the. You got to bring these guys back. You've got Gino. We both have him. You've got Drew Locke. They've got to bring him back. We both have Ryan Neal. You've got Mike Jackson. Uh, you've got Austin Blythe and Puna Ford in there. You've got Rashad Penny, Marquise Goodwin, Travis Homer, Miles Adams, and Godwin Iguabuque is all must-bring backs.
1: Yeah, well, uh, Godwin Iguabuke is uh, a guy for me that I guess most people say, well, maybe it doesn't belong on this Yeah, but I mean, I, I think you have to take a chance yeah. on some guys. And I, I I really loved what I saw from
0: him. But I did, too. I just don't know that he's... I, he was in my next category of, yeah, I yeah. want him back. Do yeah. I want him back? Yes. Is he... If he's not back, do I feel like the Seahawks have hurt themselves? Not yeah. necessarily, no. That's how I viewed the players on that list. Yeah, and then, you know, like
1: like I said, Austin Blythe, Puna Ford, I don't Puna, I think it was more obvious, but again, he went the way of the defense. But I don't know where people got sideways on Austin Blythe. I mean, I little little bit undersized, but You know, I mean, then another another kind of flyer I put in there. Of course, Travis Homer. I think that's a hard guy to replace. I really do. I think that's a a guy that I'm not talking about him as a running back. He got better last off season. Now he did have injuries, but that's why I also have Rashad Penny in there because you you have to have a lot of running backs. When they've run out of running backs, it's been it's been a disaster. At the end of 2019, when they had to bring in, no offense, but you know, uh, our guy Robert Turbin. You know, they brought in uh, Lynch. I mean it was just it was terrible they went through three guys and then last year at what one point they had to put Tony Tony Jones in there so you know I think that to, to me he really fits checks a lot of boxes that you that you need but yeah and then you know miles adams was also kind of a hey i think this guy's gonna get better it wasn't just because of his radio voice we do <laughs> want to keep him out of radio but uh yeah miles adams i, I thought really flashed a couple of times you are like okay i see now what his upside is mm-hmm. and if we can get that on a more consistent basis that'll be pretty damn good
0: yeah i think you, you Wait, did you have – you had him in the must-keep. Yep. Miles Adams, okay. Yep. Uh But the guys we agreed on quickly in that category, we both have Cody Barton as – yeah, you'd like to have him back. He's, he can serve Nice but not necessary now. Yeah, yeah, just looking at that. You had Rashad as you've got to bring him back. I have him as – I'd like to bring him back, but if they don't, okay, you can find another running back. Um, and that's that's not on talent. That's just on his – his whole career has told a very consistent story. It just hasn't been available, unfortunately. Um, Nick Bellore, another guy we both love I mean his personality is awesome but He's also that Swiss Army knife that can do a lot Of different things doesn't mean he's the best at He's the best linebacker he's the best Fullback or best but he's He's good in all aspects and I mm-hmm. He he feels like a guy that You should be able to bring back that you'd want to Bring back is does it if he's Not back again does it change their 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 outlook No but I think I think he's I, I think he's almost necessary um, and then I put Marquise Goodwin, Kyle Fuller. I put Drew Locke. And uh, yeah, I'd like him back, but if he's not, okay. Uh, Tyler Ott, Josh Jones, Tease Tabor, Godwin, Michael Jackson, Travis Homer, John Radigan, Tanner Muse. You've got Cody Barton, Phil Haynes, Nick Ballore. You've got Penny Hart in this category. Uh, John Radigan, Colin Gillespie. Gillespie, yeah. <laughs> Tanner Muse, Kyle Fuller, Tyler Ott, Daryl Johnson Jr.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, uh, this is uh, this is just uh, thinking, well, you got a lot of these guys, and that's how, who was it that was tied? Talk- that was Bucky Brooks was talking about how the Seahawks always do in the draft a really good job of filling in the back end of their roster, and that's kind of what these guys are.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and, and again, a lot of these guys in this category, I want them back, but I just, looking at it from that perspective of what does it mean to the team if they're not. So, there you go. Interesting list of uh, free agents. Meanwhile, is there another quarterback who could set a new price point when it comes to the free agent market? We'll get into that next with Wyman and Bob. This is Seattle Sports Station on 710. Wyman and Bob, powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio on Seattle Sports Station. Dave and I are getting geeky into movie trivia here. Talking for, or not 48 hours, trading places. Fantastic movie. Watched it last night. I haven't seen it in a long time, but there's a, there's a scene in there. You were just asking about the two guys who are on the cart, and they're they're in charge of the gorilla that's in the cage on the train. Um, yeah. And one of them's Al Franken, I believe. It is. And the other guy is Franken and something, and they were a comedy team on Saturday
1: Night Live. And it was just hilarious. They're having the, it's my turn to drive. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Well, I'm sure you think it is, but it's not. <laughs> anyway, they're going back and forth, and you're right, they end up with uh, the the monkey that's or the big ape. Yeah, or whatever the gorilla. That <laughs> they end up uh Clarence Beeks gets put into is the it Tom ape. Davis.
0: Yeah, was it Franken and Davis? Or yeah, well, because I'm just looking at the cast list and they just call Franken baggage handler number one, and then they've got baggage handler number two, who I assume is the other guy, and his name's Tom Davis. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I think it was Franken and Davis. Davis, so, yeah, on Saturday Night Live. Anyway, watched that movie last night. So good. Can't beat it. So good. There's a certain moment in that movie that lots of people know exactly
0: where to go. To hit
1: the pause button? To hit the pause button. (laughs) And I'll just leave it at that.
0: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, meanwhile, we're talking about another quarterback. We're talking about where the quarterback salary range is going to be we're talking about joe burrow yesterday he he could make 60 million when he gets his extension maybe he's gonna be 58 million or fit who knows i mean aaron Rodgers is over 50 right now he's what does he do he's 58 point something due to him this coming season right
2: do like 60 million with all of it bunched up together oh, once it's final so you yeah just, you just look ahead to where the way
0: things are going salary cap going up you've got joe burrow who looks like one of the one of the elite quarterbacks in the league and you're gonna he's due for an extension. Another guy out there is Jalen Hurts. He's entering his final year of his rookie deal, and Spotrak projects, they make their projections, uh, but they they project him to make forty four million dollars a year. Forty four for Jalen Hurts, second round pick. Um and I, I sent you guys that article last night where the owner basically came out and said, Yeah, he's got nothing left to prove. Mm. Now, does that mean he's gonna pay him that much money? I don't know but is he a guy you look at in that category? I feel like Jalen. You know, I know where he's at. I mean, he's he's incredibly dangerous with the legs and he 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 does a lot of damage there. That that last playoff game didn't look particularly great and I know it's not about just that one game and these are this is a team that's in the Super Bowl with him as their quarterback. So obviously he's very very good. I just I feel like I don't put him on the same level as I do uh, the The elites maybe maybe i'm shortchanging him a yeah bit, But well, do, do you look at him as that guy that you pay 45 million dollars a year to just throwing out of a-
1: well i don't i don't think you're you're shortchanging him because you know he's going into his his fourth year and and really the the first couple years were, were not like fantastic with him i mean i, I think he's still proving himself i really want to see how he plays in this game i mean if yeah. he's able to take it over uh I like everything that I hear from him. I think he's yeah. I think he's really sharp and I think he's a really good leader and uh and he can run and if you look at his production in college, it still blows me away. It's like hundred and twenty two touchdowns with both running and passing. I think he even caught one. So, I mean, that, that guy can pretty much do anything for you. And I think, you know, this will be one of those things that solidifies it for, for him. You know, and he's not as uh, small as I thought he was. I thought he was maybe one of those smaller guys. He's six one. Yeah. And he's, he's stout. He's 225 and uh you know i I just think everything I hear from him as far as leadership and all that goes, and I think he 's proven it right now. uh He was actually a second round draft choice, yeah yeah but um but yeah, he transferred from uh from Alabama and went to Oklahoma, just put up ridiculous numbers, really both places but yeah but you know look that's that 's going to be a guy, I think you pay him whatever the going rate is for you know a quarterback that can take you to the Super Bowl and all of a sudden, the Geno stuff starts to look pretty palatable. That, like, you're talking about 30, even 35 million. We're talking about these guys, like, like you said, 50, 55, 60. What you mentioned, 44, 48, whatever. I mean, you, with 30 or 35, you can still, you know, build a, a pretty good roster. But it's going to be tough for the the Eagles. To, to keep all of
0: these guys together yeah and we talked about that with the bengals and Joe burrow and you've got jamar yeah. chase you got T Higgins you've got you got all these players that you want to keep together but that does make it even with the salary cap going up when you've got that many players that are coming up on new contracts and one player is going to make 55 60 whatever that number is it's that's a big chunk of the pie right there and you're you're trying to field you know 53 men out there so yeah. It's you know I'm I'm curious for those that are of the belief that hey you can't pay your quarterback that we we heard a lot about that whether it was about Russell whether it was about Patrick Mahomes or whether it was about Aaron Rodgers you can't pay your quarterback that much money and still put a competitive product on the field consistently well where are you at now are you still of that belief when we're talking about the younger quarterbacks when we're talking about you know Joe Burrow Jalen these are the young this is the young crop this isn't Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers on their last legs so to speak so. Yeah. Do you feel differently now? The salary cap's gone up. Or are you still hard and fast on that rule that I don't care who it is, you can't pay him that much money? Because right now you've got a quarterback in the Super Bowl – who makes that much money in yeah. Patrick Mahomes, well, and you've got one who's set to make something close to that.
1: I, I just don't, I don't think it's so cut and dried. I mean, every every deal is different. But the thing to, to answer the question, though, is, yes, you absolutely can, but you're going to have to make some incredibly painful cuts. You know, some of the players that you really like, like I was looking at at the Pro Bowl, that Hendrickson kid, yeah. Trey Hendrickson, who's a edge rusher, and like I said, I couldn't, pick him out of a lineup but when you watch him on the field man he's he's you'd love to have a guy like that the other guy on the other side is Hubbard you know they got a couple of good linebackers there i mean these really good solid players that you're just not going to be able to do. You're not going to be able to get that. You got to go and find the next one. And that's where the draft and the scouting department really that's why they pay those guys the big bucks because that's what you have to do. You have to get those guys, you know, you sign your your quarterback, your Joe Burrow, but then you have to have instead of, you know, thinking about the having the quarterback on the the first four-year deal, it's your middle linebacker, it's your edge rusher at your safety i mean all yeah. these positions where you have young guys and the seahawks by the way in a great position in that regard because some of yeah. their best players are going to be in their second year of their contracts
0: yeah with Tariq woolen your two offensive linemen two tackles, your two tackles and and you're your running back and, and kenneth walker and yeah. you know dk has been freshly re-signed and the same with quandre Diggs. so yeah they're they're in a good spot now they need help on the front seven certainly and we'll see what that costs them how much is addressed with draft how much is addressed with free agency or what it would have you but yeah they they're they're set up well in a lot of spots quickly here's uh, owner Jeffrey Lurie talking about when they want to start talking contract with Jalen Hurts I don't think he has anything to prove he's an MVP caliber quarterback and Jalen he doesn't care about labels you know franchise quarterback all that stuff he wants to win in six days when do you start dialogue with Nicole Lynn,
1: his agent, about a long-term extension. Certainly not this week. <laughs> we're all focused on That's being, fair. being our best, uh, ne- you know, for next Sunday. It sounds about by, by your answer that it will happen at some point. Uh, you know, he's, he's just what we're looking for. Is
0: that Sal Palantonio? Is that Sal Pal? Yeah. yeah. In his teeth. Oh,
1: so you are going to talk to him at one point?
0: Yes, yes, we're going to. (laughs) Great question. Well, we think we might have some dialogue somewhere down the road. Okay. Coming up, one old NFL quarterback isn't a fan of the current crop of NFL quarterbacks. We'll hear about that when we sweep the dial. Coming up with Wyman and Bob, this is Seattle Sports Station on 710. Scanning the airwaves for the most interesting and entertaining stories of the day, sweeping the dial every afternoon at four forty-five with Wyman and
2: Bob. We've heard a few things from uh, Sean Payton since his opening press conference yesterday, and in this right here, he kind of alludes to the fact that he thinks it was a bit of a public circus in Denver last season.
0: The work, the work has started. Um, you know, this I kind of use this term. You know, a little bit more anonymous donors this season. You know where we're not. You just know that we're working, uh, but a little bit less visible visibility on social media and all those other things. Like we're going to get to work, and ultimately it's how we do in the fall. Um, so we kind of go from there, and then and then we kind of earn it with our fans, and, and we've got fantastic fans that uh, will appreciate that. He just uh, became no, Dave's favorite coach.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, no, you don't. You don't have fantastic fans, but you love his you.
0: comment about social media. And- yeah.
1: I love that. I mean, it's <laughs> old school, get back to Look, it's a football team, man, and that's the thing. I mean, you need to be a football player. And I know it was seen as like people were piling on Russ and everything, but it really it it was it was warranted. Like you you can't get away from that. You know how what Schlereth was talking about with uh with Tom Brady. Like he's a dude. He's yeah. one of the guys you have you can't not be that. There's it, just you know, even John Elway. I mean, everybody that I was around. I don't. And you know what? I remember calling out Shannon Sharp one time in practice, and Mike Shanahan was actually came over and said, "Thanks for doing that," because he was being a diva. Mm. You know, he was like, well, "Well, I don't, I don't need to be doing this." And I think I told him to, "Why don't you shut up and get in the huddle or something like that?" And you know, that's that's just football. I mean, you're, it's totally different. It's not uh, it's not like uh, they're trying to make it like they're actors and actresses or something. So, yeah, I'm all I'm all for them. I think. And, you know, if they can get Russ on board, which I absolutely believe that can happen, and then, you know, they they have a decent defense, this could be a good team going forward.
2: Sweeping the dial. All right, well, this is old school, but maybe not in a good way. Trent Dilfer was interviewed for ESPN's 30 for 30. They did on the Ravens, the uh, Bullies of Baltimore. And because of this very thing he said, he's now being uh, roundly mocked for this opinion.
1: 100-day game does not impress me. It's super easy when you don't get hit as a quarterback, and when you can't reroute receivers, and when you can't hit guys across the middle. I love Tom Brady. I love Aaron Rodgers. I love these guys. It's not impressive.
0: What's impressive is what they did. Who? who what did he say in the very beginning? Yeah, same. I didn't catch the didn't very catch beginning his... of that. Can you play it again? Modern day game does not. 108?
2: modern day game oh, oh the modern, the modern oh, so day cut game, up. Doesn't modern
0: game doesn't me. impress sound
1: like he said 108 yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyways um but yeah i mean the modern day look I, I think he's made some really good points but for you to be an old guy and come back and say it doesn't impress me that doesn't i don't like that i don't like it i know trent's a great guy but um,
0: yeah, is it, is it better if it comes from a more accomplished quarterback? And that's not a shot at him. He won a Super Bowl, but he's often pointed to as the quarterback that was the least responsible for a Super Bowl win. That that you know you don't need a. He was always the example of well, you can win a Super Bowl without having a guy that's elite. Exactly. <laughs> and he was yeah. always unfortunately that example.
1: But I mean, look, he made some great points. I would just say, look, these guys are amazing. You know what they do, and they're they're more athletic than than they've ever been. The quarterbacks of, you know, look at some of the things that Mahomes does. But they do get you. You know, you can throw across the middle without somebody getting knocked out. I mean, all the things that he mentioned. Yeah, and I think it's good to kind of keep in mind for you know, because for those older quarterbacks, you feel like you should bring that up a little bit to these younger mm-hmm. guys. Do you know what it was like when we played? You know, and I I think that that's fair. The way he does it, though, he's just going
0: to be grumpy old man. Defenders used to be able to land on the quarterback back then. (laughs) That's exactly
2: right. Sweeping the dial. Well, the uh, the chaos that is Super Bowl opening night, there are a lot of really random kind of bad questions but this one was pretty good it led to a kind of a funny answer patrick mahomes was asked about people who do impressions of his voice and he did say that there's one guy who does it particularly well andy reed has the best impression of my voice um he doesn't do it in front of a lot of people thanks thankfully but andy reed for sure has the best impression of my voice
0: uh, yeah you gotta let the voice crack just a little bit but he's got a one you know that's a unique voice he has very unique I know what the next question is. Am I going to do it? I'm not doing it. But, uh, you know, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate, I'm good, but not that good. <laughs> you know, Shutting that down right out of the gate. I, You know, you're just dying to hear it, right? Yeah. You
1: know, I remember this about Andy Reid in the last Super Bowl that they played in against when they won against the Niners. And I think that was the 2019 season. Just going, man, I can't get enough of Andy Reid. He, yeah. He's just, you know, you see the commercial, the State Farm commercial. Seems very likable. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, remember, you know, I told you I, I said Merry Christmas to him, and he turns around and says, Merry Christmas, safe traveling. Mean, he just, everybody loves Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid, uh, but I'm dying to hear that. I'm like, come on, if I was there, I'd be like, Andy, come on, man, you can't leave us hanging. You got to give us your Mahomes impersonation. I like that Patrick Mahomes also is very open about, yeah, lots of people imitate me,
0: but he's yeah. the best. I like that Andy's like he does have a unique voice. <laughs> he certainly does. He certainly does, but Andy Reid is is just every player that has played or does play for him seems to love him. I mean, he he really the only people that probably have negative things to say would be Philadelphia fans. Yeah, because well, that's what they do. Well, and then the other
1: thing is, you know, he kind of kind of struck out with with children. You know, he's had yeah. he's had some really rough stuff with his with his kids, and you know, it just goes to show you that you can't always, you know, certainly can't control that. Um, you know, they they're going to be different kids, but I mean, other than that, I just it just I don't know. It always comes off to me whenever I think about his kids, anyway. Which, uh, sorry to make it a little bit negative, but I always think. He's, you know, if it could happen to him, it could happen to anybody because I just think he's such a, a good leader and just seems like a very calm spirit, just a great guy. But, yeah, him and Patrick Mahomes, uh, you got uh, Kelsey, uh, Kelsey's brother on the other side. If you could listen to that dude, he's pretty funny. Did you see the podcast? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, but yeah. I listened to that for a fair amount of time. I think those two guys are really fascinating. But, uh, yeah, there's some good uh, – good personalities and some fun things to watch this weekend.
0: Do you like the the Super Bowl atmosphere? This used to be media day, and now they do it at night, but it's where everybody comes in. let me see if I can come up with the most outrageous yeah. question. Let me see, you know, there used to be, you know, female reporters wearing wedding gowns proposing to Tom Brady and you mm-hmm. know, it just it's such a it's such a show that the media tries to become the show in this in this setting. Uh, I see. Yeah,
1: I I don't know. I uh, (laughs) I remember the one down in Arizona, a certain somebody who used to work here booed someone because he took a selfie. (laughs) You guys remember do you remember that no i'll have to tell you off air maybe we can we'll we'll bring it back up but uh <laughs> but yeah i i don't know i like i like hearing from all the guys though and that's something oh, Well, they, that
0: part yeah yeah but He's, it's it's good it's kind of this goofy circus so of... yeah but y- you really get a good chance to to know
1: a lot of these guys we've heard about this i didn't know that uh, one of the guards or tackles for philly has a, a australian accent one <laughs> of mm-hmm. their offensive linemen does oh okay. yeah so you get to hear from all these guys and uh it's always fun i yeah, the, some of the goofiness
0: is uh, is a little bit much. All right, coming up, we'll catch up, speaking of Philly fans, with El Hombre and get a sense of uh, his level of pre-Super Bowl excitement and what it's like out there in Philly. If, if they lose, I'd imagine they want everybody fired, everybody cut, and started all over. That's just sort of the mentality. But we'll confirm with him next. It is Wyman and Bob. This is Seattle Sports Station on 710.